Welcome to Talk on the Way, where we have conversations of faith, life, and being better humans. Uh, kind of uh, go into the episode with a little of this back conversation and like kind of the setup conversation. Oh, just like I think us. that would be cool. Yeah, just yeah. us like blabbering, blabbering. And then he's like, okay, are you ready? We're ready. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do no. thing and then jump I in. like that too. Yeah. Me and Tyler do that sometimes on uh, top plays. So yeah, yeah that'll be fun. But yeah, I uh, I guess we can get started with the, this episode. So, all right. Well, everyone, welcome to Talk on the Way, where podcasts where we have conversations on the journey of faith, life, and being better humans. Uh, it is me, Ward Huey, from St. Augustine, Florida, talking with my good buddy, Sergei Kutrovsky. Yo, 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 yo. That's my intro now. Yo, 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 yo. I think yo, I've been yo. consistently doing that. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Or maybe I should go yeet. Yeet. <laughs> go yeet. I don't know. No yeets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I listen to way too many podcasts and like, I Man. love how every character or every person in the podcast has their own unique like intro. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for it's sure. Cool. Some of the worst in the best way have been uh, the bad Christian intros over the years. <laughs> I love them. They're some of the best. You're right. They're so gross, so but good. they're some of the best. I have a t-shirt that's an inside joke of one of them. Mm. So, yeah. That's but, super fun. But this is not the Bad Christian Podcast. This is Talk on the Way Podcast. That's right. Uh, so Pretty soon we talk so much about the BC Pod that we're probably going to have to get like some kind of kickback. That would be awesome. <laughs> I could probably talk to the guys. I could either like get a guest on or something, which I'm excited for when we do start having guests. I've had, I've had some ideas in mind. I'll talk to you later about them, but yeah. at least, at least one of them is way out there would be a whole lot of fun. So yeah. one, one word, Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> you got me with that one. One word. <laughs> Nephilim. Yep. <laughs> That's good. That, I can bring, oh, yo, I could bring my buddy JB. He lives in Jacksonville on because he talks about like Nephilim aliens and like, yeah, stuff like that. Be maybe, wild. We can, maybe we can even do a two parter then because I got my <laughs> buddy, fun. I got my buddy, um, Jed. We call him, he on Facebook, he's P Master Jetty. <laughs> But he reads a lot of that stuff, is into some of that. And he's had, he has his own podcast called Church and Other Drugs. And oh, he's I've heard of that. Yeah. He's had quite a few episodes of that. He's had people that have been authors about that type of thing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I digress. <laughs> Not that I don't love you, but I'm also excited to get guests on. Uh, yeah, but likewise. Before we jump into today's podcast, just how's uh, life? How are things going? Yeah, um, we're moving. We oh, finally right. um, got a house. We're not buying a house yet, but we got mm -hmm. a house with kind of a loose agreement to purchase it. Nice. So that's super exciting because most of my life outside of living with my parents, I've lived in apartments or, you know, that YWAM kind of communal kind of living stuff. 
even though it's a house, but it's not with like 10 different people. Right. Wild. Right. Um, Like a four bedroom house (laughs) that 10 people live in. Yeah, totally. So I've kind of lived the roommate life majority of my life. So uh, since Deja and I got married, we've always lived on our own. So that's been like fun, but also going from an apartment into a house feels like a big step. Um, I don't, I hate the fact that people over, over glorify, like if you're an adult, like one of the things you need to do is live in a house. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like, especially at my age, I feel like socially and like, it's like the right thing to do is to purchase a house. And why is that? Like, doesn't make sense. Is that the American dream crap? It's the American dream. I think it does make sense if you're able to do it in a lot of ways. But I do think you're right that we put too much emphasis on it to some degree. And it, it, I think it causes some people, I know for me personally, just real quick, get deep at 39 still single the world and at large parts, especially when it comes to the whole single part, the church mm-hmm. really puts this like pressure on uh, like, I'm supposed to be married by now. I am behind. I am so behind. What is wrong with me? And the fact that I don't, that I do rent, I have never owned property. So stuff like that, there the world does put a pressure on there and so and so does also like the the church as well so yeah. it's it's definitely a thing i do at, on the flip side though think it comes from a good place or it was born originally at a good place and now it's just become more pressure but if you can own a house that's obviously a very good investment and that whole like yeah it's a financial incentive yeah. but like it's also, I, I work so I'm like, I was telling you today, I worked from 6.30 to 3.30. I got home. We jumped on this uh, recording at four, so 30 minute break. And as soon as we're done, I'm driving to the roaster and I'm probably going to roast coffee till midnight just right. to wake up and be at work at 6.30. Right. Yeah. Uh, when, when am I supposed to mow the freaking lawn? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why would I want to own like a house? You know, I, I don't know. I'm the type of dude that wants to live in the city in a high rise, but I have a kid and that is also difficult. Yeah. I would think that makes it harder. I, I want to be back on the beach. So not, which makes, reminds me, does your new place have an ocean view still or no? Nah, that's that's a big loss. You got to give up some things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I don't want to say this, but I'll mm-hmm. gladly exchange an ocean view for more storage. Ooh, I I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Yeah. So what about work? Anything? How's all that stuff going? Good. Um, yeah. Everything's kind of settling down post the opening. Um, things are going good at narrative outside of narrative, like at mirror, um, we're hitting that point where we have to buy new green coffee and that's kind of stressful because mm-hmm. there's a green coffee shortage in the world right now. There's uh, an everything shortage in the world yeah, right everything now. Everything shortage, right? So everything Paper. is it sucks. Yeah. yeah. The supply chain is disrupted. Yep. I think like we're just all recovering from crazy, crazy like times during like the last two years. For sure. Um, 
yeah, the supply chain does. I want to drop the F bomb right here. That's how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> right. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I need to buy some more mirror. I saw that y'all got hats. Oh yeah. We got some merch. Yeah. We got some hats. Got Where's some, some trucker hats. I want a shirt and a mug. I know you've been talking about mugs. I've been We're talking just not about mugs. sold on a mug design. We want to right. get, there's this company called created co. Mm-hmm. They make some bomb mugs and I really like the feel of them. Their diner mugs are great, but we just haven't invested. It's gotcha. one of those things. I also want to make it unique. I just don't want a diner mug with a freaking logo. Yeah. So, no, I gotcha. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But at the same time, it's coffee. I want to drink my mirror coffee and my mirror mug. And hell my yeah. parent, my parents will rep the hell out of that stuff. They, my parents watch y'all's YouTube channel. <laughs> I freaking love that. That's so dope. Uh, not even, not even kidding. So yeah. Uh, but no, that sounds really good. I saw something and it may be something that's still on the DL and we're not allowed to talk about, but mm. did I say that your wife is also starting a podcast? Yeah. She's working on one with her friend who she met here in Bellingham, but also li- lives in Florida now. Wow. In Lakeland. Yeah. Wow. That's it's crazy funny. that how those are similar. It's too funny. Yeah. 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 I don't know nuts. where they're at. So they, um, like Sam and Johnny are a great couple, super mm-hmm. creative. Johnny's going to film school. I think he's just wrapping up. And Sam has been a photographer for years. I actually reposted some of her work on my Instagram recently. Nice. Um, she took our maternity photos and just nailed it. Awesome. Uh, both of them are great, just creative. So I can guarantee you that Deja and Sam's podcast is going to be like off the chain. Oh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be good. I, I have I saw on her story uh like instagram story i saw some promo for it saying that it was coming and i was like well deja has already surpassed sergi and i just with her promo (laughs) i know right because she's a graphic designer and a photographer like yeah she makes her own design stuff we had to hire folks yeah though i will say just real quick because and then we'll get into things uh deja did being that she is a graphic designer i think this means a lot she did compliment uh, that our logo looks really, really good. So who she was did? it? Yeah, Deja did. Yeah, she because oh, when we fought, that's good. Well, she should have told me that. That would have made me feel good. When we dropped the first episode, I sent a link to her in Instagram. Since Instagram messaging lets you do links now, uh-huh. and she was like, "Oh, that looks so good. That's my first time like really getting to see it." So sick. Yeah, yes. Anna. Anna did our logo. I don't remember Anna's credentials and all of her like IG and we'll make sure we get it. We'll make sure we get it. So it'll be in the show notes then. Uh, But no, great job. It looks really good. I'm stoked. I'm also trying to work on our IG and kind of grow that for sure. You know, you could give me, you've probably given me the login. I don't know where it Uh is. Okay. Something Uh, generic. I'll probably tell everyone on the pod right now. Yeah. That's not tell everyone (laughs) on the pod right now. But anyways, um, no, that's exciting for moving. I hate moving, mm-hmm. but it'll be exciting. Likewise. So is there going to, you said there'll be more storage. Is there any land space at all? Yeah, it's a good city lot. We have a front yard, backyard, side yard. Nice. Yeah. That'll be good for rain. For sure. And there's yeah. also like a shit ton of parking, like a that's lot good. of parking. Yeah. So there's like a, 
uh, like a Catholic ministry across the street and they allow us to use the parking lot like in the evening. So that means we can finally like bring people together and have dinners at our house because that's one thing we weren't able, it was really hard to do in this apartment Yeah, when it's small. Um, we don't have a dining room. We just have an Island that people can kind of stand and gather around and everything right. is just super tiny here. And then on top of that, we have no parking. Like we only have city like parking that's mm-hmm. paid. So for right. people to come over was just like a real pain in the ass because they have to go somewhere like far to park yeah. and walk. Yeah. It was, it was dumb. So right. now we have actual like parking access in our driveway, but also across the street, no street parking necessary. I mean, it's funny how like those little things like end up being a big deal. It is dude. Well, I mean, just real quick to bounce off of that. You remember, and you were here when I yeah. had the place on the beach and I had the, and I had the patio on the ground level. So mm-hmm. like we could have the, when we had the kooks on a weekly basis, our guys group, you know, we could all sit outside, smoke cigars, smoke hookah, you know, whatever, drink beer. And it was awesome. And my place now, you've been to it real quick. It's yeah. like yours. It's very small. There's not like there's a couch and there's a chair in the corner. Yeah. And then there's outside. I do have better parking than you, even though I don't have a lot of my like I only have two lot um parking spots designated to me, but I mm-hmm. do have um like where these apartments are, there's a, there's a grass lawn for extra parking that anyone can park in. So I'm better than you there, but I understand what you're saying because it's small and it's awkward to have people here. Yeah. One thing I remember about your place at the beach, the frustrating fact is when it rained, your parking lot was flooded. Oh dude. When it rained where I lived did not drain at all. It was so bad. Yeah. That was rough. There was a few times where I literally thought it was going to come to my door because it got close. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. All right. So anyways, before rain wakes up and before we go too long, just talking about whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will dive into today's episode. So today's episode, I feel like will be kind of lighthearted, whereas our last episode was a bit deeper heavier it was awesome uh so if anyone didn't listen to that go back and listen to it where uh sergi really just gives us a great perspective of being russian living in america and what's going on with ukraine and russia right now so definitely if you haven't listened to that listen to that but this one i wanted to talk i hope there's some funny anecdotes i know i have some funny stories just about easter because Easter will be here this coming weekend. So this episode will be out just after Easter. Yeah. But I just, it's been on my mind. I wanted to talk about it. I'm helping our church that I work for get ready for Easter. You know, I went to an Ash Wednesday, things like that. So it's been on my mind, some thoughts of what I think is good, what I think maybe at least the American church could do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess you would say I'm leading this conversation, but I'm also very interested to hear what it's like uh, for you from your childhood, because I have no clue what it was like in the Russian Orthodox church growing up. Yeah. So, well, uh, I mean, we weren't really Orthodox, right? It was still uh kind of 
a blend of theology and more Protestant than um, gotcha. Catholic or Orthodox. But yeah, I, I mean, I would say, man, it's funny that you mentioned that this is going to be more of a lighthearted <laughs> conversation when we're actually talking about like death. <laughs> and like, well, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my, some of my first memories around Easter one, I, if I already haven't mentioned this in the podcast, I was raised Christian. And with that said, I think that's probably the second uh, most important holiday for Christians, right? Would you kind of label it I'd like that? I'd say it's the first. First? Really? Yes. Over Christmas? For yes. Birth of a Savior? From my, from my growing up, mm. uh, the culture I grew up in, this is the first our because our savior died and then defeated death and rose again type of deal yes to a degree i would say i kind of align more with it being the first i don't know okay. this is off the cuff just thinking just right, because yeah. i think i would say uh kind of the the pinnacle of the christian faith is around the fact that jesus died and came back to life i would say right but he had to be born in order for that to happen, right? Uh, technicalities. So, technicalities, right? <laughs> but yes. what I what I remember as a kid, we always went to a sunrise service. And was it spelled S-U-N or S-O-N? Uh neither because it's Russian. Oh dang. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got so, me there. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. We had to wake up at like so the early crack of dawn and go to a, a meeting with like a bunch of people and sit through like this and that talk. And uh, I hated it. And I remember as a kid, I had to participate in the kids program. Like I was basically forced to participate in it. So then I had to be like sleepy and had to wake up and then perform in front of the congregation it's straight junk. I hated it. It was bad. Uh, but I think as I just grew up and started to understand like what we're actually celebrating it, I don't know if it actually changed much. Like if I actually mm-hmm. fell in love with the Easter holiday or if I just was, uh, I don't know. It just didn't have a deep impact for me gotcha. because Easter was a thing. Um, I remember some of the other memorable as an adult, some of the memorable, uh, Easter services that I experienced was uh, Ocean City Church did a sunrise service. Um, and like, you know, no shade thrown, but like most Western evangelical churches, the goal was evangelism. Yes. Right? Butts and seats, like you like to say. Yeah, um, I'm going to get to that in this episode <laughs> right? for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of like my two main thoughts around like, or mm-hmm. memories around the concept of Easter this year. Uh, I'm hopefully if I can figure out my schedule in the next couple of days, uh, I'm going to be participating in the Easter service and reading some scripture, but my nice. church has been going through uh, leading up to Easter uh, was a sermon series called why. So basically kind of classics of like, why did Jesus have to come die and uh, be risen Uh, -hmm. so that kind of stuff gotcha yeah yeah for me growing up so we started it was always a church thing but also i don't know if you had this but my parents did the easter bunny 
I got uh, that was frowned upon. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So what? Okay, so just real quick, was Santa also frowned upon? Oh yeah, hell yeah, Santa. Okay, was see, not a thing. Yeah, opposite for me growing up. Like both of those were very much things. So, anyways, we did the Easter Bunny. I don't know if I. I definitely believed in Santa more, but there was at least one year that there was someone in the mall dressed up as an Easter bunny when I was a kid around that time of the year. But we did the Easter bunny. My sister and I would get Easter baskets with like little tiny little toy, toy knickknacks and definitely candy, lots of candy. Mm. That was the big thing. I remember Easter egg hunts. Those were always a thing. Sometimes we did them at school, uh, sometimes at a church or there was a few years when I was real young where we would go to my grandmother's church for the Easter egg hunt. We did that a few years in a row. And I kind of remember that I was very young though. Uh, but then on top of that, one of the main things I remember is once we were going to the Methodist church, I was about four or five when we started there, I was really young and I just remember for Easter, I wanted a suit. And I've always been this way. And But this is where in my head it started of Ward knows what he wants. And he's not going to be satisfied until that's it. And if even if it's one of those like, uh, that's just not right. When he finds it, whatever it is, he knows it. And then he's mm. good to go. But he's not going to satisfy I wanted a suit and I wanted a green suit. I don't remember what tie I wore. I know I wore a tie. It was probably red because red's my favorite color. But for Easter, I wanted a suit and I wanted it to be green. And <laughs> if I remember correctly, it happened. Like Easter Sunday that year, I wore a green suit. I was like four or five probably. So I remember that. I remember that happening. And then not much else. Uh, as I got older, it was just part of life. Um, at some point, my parents quit doing the Easter Bunny stuff, you know, but like you grew up in the church. So Easter was always a big deal. It was always called the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl of the Christian church. And th that's what I knew it as. You know, I grew up most of my life in the Baptist church until college, you know, so it was Episcopal, then Methodist until like sixth grade, and then Baptist until I went off to college. And the Super Bowl was Easter, and it was always a big deal, and they always would go really big. And it, I remember thinking it was fun. When I got older, though, and I got in out of college, the church that I was very active in in Tallahassee, Florida, I decided they were evangelical, pretty – I mean – I still think they're a pretty good church, but for today, your average evangelical non-denominational type of church, drinking was okay. And music was usually loud and, you know, like, but they decided we're going to do Lent as a church community. So mm -hmm. I now love Lent. It caused me to get into it. And growing up, I didn't know those traditions. I, we didn't talk about Good Friday even that much in the Baptist church. We did have sunrise services on occasion yeah. and they were spelled S-O-N-R-I-S-E. So silly, so silly. But so the church I was at in Tallahassee decided we're going to do Lent. We're going to do Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, all of it. We're going to do that as a community. 
And so, hold up, let's hold yeah. up there because I'm I want to understand this more. When were you introduced to Lent and Ash Wednesday? How old were you? Um, that I remember, mm-hmm. mm, late twenties. Oh, okay. Right. So probably only like two or three years before I moved here. And that was in 2012. Okay. So probably like 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. And because our church decided they wanted to do it. What's funny is they had not done it before. The majority of the leadership of that church did not come from a liturgical background, really. So they didn't know much about it. And uh, we did Ash Wednesday on the wrong Wednesday. <laughs> Which if no, that's too funny. If anyone doesn't know, with Ash Wednesday, part of the Ash Wednesday service is they is the priest or the pastor, the vet victor. No, I I always say it wrong. Uh, but anyways, whoever's in charge of the service, whatever um, type of church you go to, whoever's in charge of the service will take ashes and rub them on your forehead in the shape of a cross. And they usually say something, um, you were born from dust and to dust you will return or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's part of the Ash Wednesday service. And then you wear that all day, most of the time. So us doing it on the wrong Wednesday meant our leadership just being like, hey, if you want to re- be really committed, you can come and we'll give you the ashes. And then when people ask, you can just tell them, what happened and yeah so but they just did the wrong date because because when they did when they looked at the calendar they just counted back from easter in exact 40 days or whatever and landed on a wednesday and it doesn't work that way it's not it's not exactly how you do it so (laughs) yeah we we were off so that to me was pretty funny remembering back on that I can't remember if I got ashes or not that day. I probably didn't. But that was when it was introduced to me. And it went from just being about egg hunts or the Super Bowl to more of a spiritual thing. And I've lived in St. Augustine now for almost nine years. Mm -hmm. And none of the churches, including the one I'm at now, that I have been liturgical at all. So I have done Lent and Ash Wednesday on my own since I moved here. Because it still really means something to me, you know. Gotcha. But, but it's definitely different. Uh, it's a very community-based thing in a lot of yeah. ways that I didn't realize until that church in Tallahassee started to go through it. Uh, so there's a lot of history in it. Uh, there's a lot of it can just be tradition and going through the motions, or it can really be meaningful. So I think it just depends on how it's yeah. done. So, But also the funny thing is, Easter season technically doesn't even start until Easter Sunday. Oh, interesting. I had no idea. Like, I feel like completely uneducated. I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to like Easter, Ash Wednesday or Lent. Yeah. Those are all new concepts for me. I've never, I've heard about folks practicing Mm -hmm. Lent and correct me if I'm wrong. The basic concept is like giving stuff up, right? That's a big part of it. So, And I could even be wrong about this, but I've read on it some. And also it was what we were told when we decided as a church to go through it. So Lent originally started as this time of 40 days of like purifying yourself. 
Mm, And then on Easter is when you joined the church. So let's say whatever time that year you started being part of this church, you started going to this church, you may have uh, decided to follow Jesus or whatnot. You would be baptized and brought into the family Easter. So Mm. you would have 40 days to purify yourself from this fasting and whatnot before that. And, and the community aspect that at least I, this is, I haven't seen this everywhere reading about it, but where I've read it a few times and it was presented to us in Tallahassee was the church kind of said as a church body, as a family, we will all do Lent as well with you that we were about to, that we were about to like formally accept into the church. Gotcha. Yeah. So because man, how how do you view that from a Christological sense? Like meaning that all of this, like, I don't know, to me, sometimes it kind of rubs me the wrong way in a sense Mm -hmm. of like, what, what do we have to purify ourselves for if we've been purified and made clean and whole? Um, but I also do agree and do support spiritual disciplines such right. as like meditation, um, like a proper time to maybe read the Bible or pray or focus on Jesus um, worship, you know, s- stuff like that. that I, st- I still find value on that. I mm-hmm. think those things are important. I don't know. How, how do you feel? How do you find the balance between the two? So for me, it's more of the latter. So I already Mm. try to keep a lot of those practices in my personal life and my personal walk. But around Lent, I like to do the Ash Wednesday. I, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, I have become in the last few years much more spiritual, much more supernatural thinking or whatnot. And so I... Mystical? Yes. Yes. A, A Christian mystic would say I am not, but I feel like that's where I'm... That's where I lean and slowly Mm. going that way. But anyways, so for me, it's more about that. And so it's this mindset leading up to Easter for me that you do something extra. It can be fasting and knowing why you're fasting when you, or it can just be adding something on. My dad told me that he remembered one time when he was in the Episcopal church, uh, well, he told me two things about Lent. He said one time he gave up alcohol. That was a long 40 days. Yeah. That's what he said. I've given up alcohol for Lent before, too. It wasn't easy. Another thing he said was you don't always have to abstain from something that a pastor one time or a priest, Episcopal priest said, why don't you add a discipline Mm. in? And so for, for me, I do a little bit of both. Right now, this year, no fried foods because I eat a lot of fried foods. And no Cheez-Its because I eat like two boxes of Cheez-Its a week, which is just ridiculous. (laughs) But on top of that, I've done this the last few years. I always try to add something into my into my uh, spiritual like practices. And this year I have a book. Last year I did a book called uh, about the Lord's Prayer for 40 Days with Justin McRoberts. This year I have another prayer book with Justin McRoberts. And so... I'm doing that for 40 days along with my usual. Mm -hmm. So it's just a way to really think more and try to get more in that spiritual mindset, at least for me. And so, so is it kind of like Advent? It could be. I mean, it could be. I don't know. 
does that make sense? Like, you know, Advent right. is more like a preparation for the coming of right. Jesus, Advent, coming yes. of Christ. Yeah. So Advent's like preparation for the coming of Christ, I guess. And this is just me off the dome right now. Uh, Lent is pr- maybe it's a kind of preparation for Easter for the, mm. for the re for the uh, resurrection of Jesus. So Word. in a way, so like, I don't look as much to the whole, like this is when you're accepted into the family. Like it was mm. back then, because obviously nowadays people can get baptized and accepted at different times. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I did like was the community aspect of we're going to do this with people. We're going to do this with you. You're not going to abstain and like purify or whatever, however you want to call it alone. We're going to do it with you as well. And so I think it's all the mindset as to what it can mean to you. So. It could be if you're in a community, it could be. Cool. Um, the the little bit I know of corporate fasting, I haven't experienced it much, but a little bit I knew it was a little more intense. Whereas this, it, you're yeah. kind of, you decide how much you talk about this, how much you do, you know? So yeah. like I said, for me, I've done it on my own since I moved here. Cause I'm not, I don't, I haven't been in churches that did it. So that's a little different. I think, yeah. I, I think what, what I love most about Easter is what mm-hmm. you were saying earlier. It, brings up these uh, ideas that are super mystical. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is so much richer and deeper than Christmas. And maybe because in the West, Christmas has been commercialized and um, made more of a uh, guess, like a buy gifts kind of holiday, right. um, where I feel like Easter or especially like Passover. I love Passover. It's a yeah. big one for me. Um, I okay. love this concept of like the mystical idea that a body died and a body came back to life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's super strange. Um, that's very unique, I would say, to the Christian religion and yes. or, or very unique to just yeah, I guess that's that's the way to put it. Um, yeah. It's very unique to Christianity. And I don't know of any other religions that kind of think or talk about this idea of someone or something completely dying, coming back to life. And right. that also, personally for me, that also boldens me to like believe or kind of enables me to believe the story of the fact that there was Jesus who died and then came back to life, that's not something that you can defend or that's not something that you can prove scientifically because you just can't. That's very, very mystical. It's very, very out there. And that's what, to me, what makes Christianity so special and so important to me is the resurrection of Jesus. Right. And um, I, I would say, I don't know, that's, if that makes any sense, that's why I have this strong connection to Passover is because that whole idea from the old Testament, when the angel of like kind of death came over the people and passed over. And if your, um, uh, I guess door posts were covered with blood, the angel would pass over and not enter. So there's right. this like mystical idea and it's almost like, uh, not only mystical, but mythical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost, I don't know. I love that idea right. and I love that concept. And I don't know, to me, it's a big one. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, growing up in the tradition of Christianity, that's always been one of the things I've heard is how Christianity is the only religion that the man, that their savior, their Messiah actually rose from the dead. Every other religion that had a Messiah, you can go to their grave. They are still there. That's what I've always heard, you know, is the very churchy yeah. talk. And then on the flip side of that, it was people died for this and no one would die for it if they knew it wasn't true. So mm-hmm. either these people were crazy or it was true. And I don't know. I have a hard time with some of that now because I grew up with it so well, much. Likewise. It's, yeah. it's a, yeah, but I still have my faith that it stands in. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it it is mystical to me. And I'm, I want to jump in. I'll piggyback off some things you said. But first, I just wanted to know, like, so growing up for you, were there any practices? Like I said, for me, I don't remember any serious practices of because we didn't grow up with Lent and stuff in like your upbringing were there any like traditions specifically for easter no none um i would say ah there was no practices that we did except for like the sunrise service and going to church um but i do remember the services themselves being more somber okay Um, that was that was a big deal even the songs that the choir would do the songs Mm -hmm. that we would sing um, because i think we even would do a couple of songs acapella for that reason um and i i found that intriguing and that would uh that stays like harbored in my memory is the Mm -hmm. fact that the service was definitely much more somber to me, Easter and the Passover service had a deeper connection with the idea of um, uh, like communion and, mm-hmm. you know, the breaking of the bread. Um, those two, uh, and, or maybe it's even the other way around. I feel like every communion I experience is a little bit of Easter in it, in that mystical idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. So. When you say the Passover, have you done some of like the Passover ceremonies with the food and stuff like that? Um, I've only done, um, uh, dang, just blanked on it. What's that meal? <laughs> I've done that the we Seder share or that Seder. Yeah, yeah, I've only done the Seder like a couple. I did it once. Practice it. Right. Yeah, my family didn't practice it either. I did it once and it was really cool. Now, obviously, it came from the messianic point of view where it was a Jewish man that was leading it, but he was saying, this is where as Christians, we know this stood for this and da, da, da. And so like, I just want to be fair to say, if you are, if you're Jewish and you're not messianic, you would not have those same beliefs from what I, from what I know. So I want to, I have friends that are right. Jewish that are not messianic. I do not want to try and say, oh, that's what Passover is. That was what I experienced because it came from a messianic right. viewpoint. And it it was powerful. Of, and I do agree with you. Maybe that communion kind of goes back to that all the time. Um, for me, I want to, you know, going into it, obviously I feel like you and I have a similarity where we don't remember anything a lot of real special about our childhood, it seems. And growing up with Easter, we knew it was a big day. But 
uh, seems like traditions and stuff, I guess, and like I already went for me came later. And like you said, the Passover means something to you. Um, but that sounds like that's more something that you as an adult have come into. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely more of a like research thought through idea rather mm-hmm. than just a childhood tradition that my parents passed on to me. Right. For and, sure. And I think some of that has to do. All right. I got to go get rain. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Apologies. We're almost done anyway. I'll be right back. I mean, we that's... still have to dig into the concept of like, uh, why is it called the uh, church Super Bowl? I, I'm oh, excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, All right. right. I'm but ready. Go. Go get your child. BRB. Be right back. <laughs> Just a staring at the screen right now. Until she starts, like, trying to press buttons. Like, she loves keyboards. She's like, oh, buttons. As soon as I start waving, <laughs> she turned away. So, just saying. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, what we were saying, like, talking about, we didn't, neither one of us seemed to really have uh, that much we remember of the spirituality of it growing up. You know, like, I, like I said, it, I wanted a suit one year. And I, for us, it was like, that was a dress up. You dressed up on Easter Sunday. Or, and yeah. that was a big deal, but we didn't, I didn't really have Good Friday growing up. I was much older when that happened. Uh, did y'all talk about Good Friday in y'all's church? No, yeah, not at all. I'm still fairly unfamiliar. I, I get the concept. Right. Um, I'm just unfamiliar with the tradition of it. Yeah, no, I feel you. And I, I've been doing, I've been looking at it for over a decade now, but it's still kind of new. I just always knew what it was and that was about it. But talking yeah. about how, like what you were saying, the Super Bowl of it, you know, I mentioned that that was kind of the thing. Easter Sunday is the Super Bowl. And there was not growing up, there was no liturgy. There wasn't the Lent that came later for me. So like a lot of the American church, Easter Sunday is huge. You prepare, you prepare. It is a celebration. Big, 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 big. And I get it. I, I'm all for that. Big celebration. Jesus rose from the dead. Salvation. All of that is awesome. Uh, Good Friday, I've started to see pop up more in non-liturgical practices. And I'm seeing it as a celebration, too. And I'm yeah. like, where's the mystical part of this person dying? I don't know. For me, I had this realization a few years ago that one, yes, I'm all for it being a celebration on Easter Sunday, but make sure it's a celebration about Christ's resurrection and not what I think a lot of churches do where it's like, ooh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to worship our God and we're going to have so many people show up and get saved. And it's it's like a big show and it's just getting butts in the seats and you but also so from a more liturgical aspect from what i've been told i have not been to one of these but like um supposedly if you go to like episcopal churches and places like that a good friday service is very somber it's very dark because the idea is you are supposed to feel the weight of his death and sit with it dude I have been to Good Friday services that are in the more evangelical, non-denominational churches, like 
Uh, I haven't been to a super church that did it or a mega church that did it, but I've been to like a mega mini mm-hmm. and they, they sent out a million mailers to get like, to get as many people to show up for good Friday and invite your neighbors, invite your unsaved. We're going to have so many people. We're going to fill so many seats. And I'm like, if you're not a Christian, wouldn't this seem really weird? Yeah, 100%. It's like I said in the beginning, it's like one of those holidays where you're celebrating like someone dying. And especially mm-hmm. when you're celebrating the death of a savior or right. the death of a leader. Right. Um, it doesn't seem like a happy holiday. Right. And, you know, and I understand if you're a Christian, you know the outcome. Oh, but we have this hope because we know he rises from the dead. But Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, you are celebrating what should be a moment to really hit us and remind us of what he did, yeah. in my opinion. But on top of that, you're just making it a big show and you're trying to get all these non-believers and these people that are not followers of your faith to show up and kind of have a party about your savior dying. And yeah. like, I have heard people say that aren't Christians. They're like, y'all want to have a big celebration and have a big party hoedown because your savior died. Shouldn't you be sad? Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think that's why one of the reasons that for me, if I find um, Easter to be connected to um, communion, is that in remembrance of me aspect that I find very important. It is uh, when you were talking right now, the thought that came to my mind is like, well, wouldn't it be like strange to, let's say you want to introduce someone to a friend of yours, like, wouldn't it be weird to introduce them at their funeral? Uh, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yes. Yeah. Sorry, the mic is moving around. Oh, it's but okay. Yeah, it's like rain. It's- rain is having a blast and our listeners will know that. And it's awesome. <laughs> They're missing out. But anyways, you were, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It, it, the concept is strange, but I, I, I also get uh, the idea and I get the heart behind why Christians make this a moment of like evangelism because the power of resurrection is a power that we believe in. The fact that our leader, our example, um, our sacrifice um, died and then came back to life, the coming back to life is what brings meaning to everything. If Jesus just died, the somber, the grieving, uh, that's where it would end. There would be no celebration. So I guess the celebration part is we are celebrating our salvation uh, that he went on our behalf. So there is that concept of victory. We are celebrating this as a win. We're not grieving because we lost. Right, for sure. And I just feel like that's more for the Sunday I understand it more on right. the Sunday, but Good Friday, I guess I lean more into the liturgical aspects and the idea of it being somber and heavy and you feel the weight of what happened. And again, I've heard people say that aren't believers are like, it's so weird that y'all throw a party and try to get all these people to show up about your God dying. Why would that be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a party? And, and there's also the whole that's mystical. The best way I can describe it, 
when it really hit me a few years ago. It's, it's almost one of those things that's like, this is not evangelical. This is for the, this is for the family. This is for the people that are already believers. Right. Good Friday to me is more about that. Easter, sure. Evangelical, got it. But when yeah. it's like Good Friday, it's going to be weird because we make fun of other religions that we don't understand. The idea of coming back, reincarnated as a cow or this or that. Non-believers going to think it's pretty weird that we have a ceremony to remember our savior dying for us completely innocent. Like we're so used to it, I think. But if you try to think of it from the outside, that's going to be weird. And we, I think we, I think we lose that. At least the American evangelical church loses that by making good Friday a party. And they just want to get people to show up the mystical aspect, the spiritual aspect of what good Friday is. And to me, if you let the heaviness sit and if your spiritual practice is to really like that Friday and then Saturday really feel the weight, then Sunday celebration is all the more because yes. you felt the pain of it and as best we can, like sit in it and then, oh, he resurrected. If you're already looking to the resurrection part, you're going to miss some of what makes it so powerful. Also, again, 100%. It's for the in club. Good Friday, at least. I know I'm harping on Good Friday, but I feel like Good Friday and stuff like that is more about those of us that are already believers. You know, and it's just yeah. weird. I think we need to acknowledge we, how our weird our faith is to the outside world. That's powerful. I 100% agree with that. It's super strange. If yeah. you weren't raised Christian and... Uh, you read about the things that Jesus did and the things that have happened. It's super strange. I mean, Jesus even said some weird stuff. Like if you don't eat my body and drink my blood, I keep bringing you back to communion. I don't know why. Right. No, but I think it works. Those kind of aspects like are so weird. Like I, I would say like, if you were the original uh, reader or the original hearer of those words, you'd be like, this is like straight up cultish. Like, right. Um, eating flesh and drinking blood, like what the heck is this? Yeah. But if so, if I would have to bring a spin on Easter and Good Friday and make it a holiday, I'd make it like a Christian Halloween, um, where you dress up as like uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's taking. I'm much. all about dressing. But imagine up. like a Christian Halloween, like dressing up and like more of like a is it like a masquerade where you like dress up in masks and like do like a dance and like a party, <laughs> like super goth. And, like, oh man. Uh, yeah. And then could. make it all somber at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I could, I could go with that. I could totally go with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like to dress up. I like to wear costumes. I'm no cosplayer, but I could, I like the idea of it. Yeah. All in all, I totally agree with you. I think there's um, a lot of value in understanding the somber aspect of it um, mm -hmm. and then transitioning into a mystical celebration. Uh, and I think that's super important. And I agree, like a lot of things, um, the Western evangelical church tends to uh, like water down such concepts in deep and almost dark and spiritual mystical concepts 
And I understand why they're trying to make them more consumable, but sometimes right. in that concept, we lose, uh, we, I mean, I hate to use this word, but we lose the magic behind yes. it all. Yes, exactly. We use the so, magic we use or supernatural. Yeah. I like the idea. We lose the magic of it. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It just, it really hit me a few years ago because I got really annoyed by a Good Friday service with these reasons. I wrote a blog post about it. It's disappeared, unfortunately. But I just kept saying, this is for, Good Friday is for the in crowd mm-hmm. and you're treating it and making it a big show like Easter. But if yeah. you were to take a step back, we've all, so many of us grew up in this culture. If you were to take a step back and the idea of Christianity was completely new to you, you would probably react to it the way we react and the kind of judgments we put on other religions. Yeah. That it's like, what you believe in this or that, that sounds so strange. That's how someone would think about what we do. And I just, I don't know. It's like, this is some spiritual practices, whatever religion you are is not to bring more people in, but it's to, harbor and build those that are already there yeah and and i just think the american evangelical church has turned it all like you said so consumer driven such a show we've lost some of the magic Mm -hmm. we get butts in the seats though and i don't know yeah heck yeah we like more butts (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's like that's where it becomes the super bowl yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. I think in conclusion, one of the things that I, I would um, bring up and say, like, if you are not familiar with that concept of um, maybe even grieving or sitting in uh, this tension that Jesus had to die, like right. experiencing the death of Christ uh, might be something you should practice and you should look into and contemplate and sit with the heaviness of the fact that Jesus did die. Right. Because celebrating the victory of Jesus and the victory on our behalf, like uh, the, uh, the whole idea of resurrection is another degree of mysticism, I think. And, but that seems to be very easy for us to do in the West to celebrate that. So I would definitely challenge all listeners to sit with the death of Christ, the death of Jesus and um and celebrate that or grieve in that during that time and let that sink in um and then move of course move towards into the resurrection for sure can't do one without the other i agree i agree i think like what you said sit with it don't just jump ahead to the resurrection part think about actually what happened. If you're a believer, think about what happened. And if you're not a believer, we admit, or at least I'll admit it's weird. It's weird, but Hey, I like, I like learning about other faiths, other religions, other myths. So if you're into that too, uh, you know, check, I I recommend anyone like checking it out at least, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my thing. It's I enjoy Easter so much more now as an adult I don't dress up as much for it I, mm. uh, as I used to. I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy. What can I say? Um, but with the as I'm becoming more of a mystic, um, you know, like we've swapped places, I think, in some ways. I'm becoming, I'm 
a little more supernatural and you may <laughs> not be funny. as supernatural charismatic as I thought you were when we first met. Uh, yeah. Go back to episode one, listeners, if you want to hear that funny story. It's too funny. But I yeah. have to make a whole Instagram post about it because I, I, it just made me cackle. Yeah, you did. But yeah, it's funny. If you're a believer, I hope you enjoyed your Easter since this is going to come out after the fact. But think about these things. Uh, you know, whatever side you land on, I do think it's important for us to think about the death and the resurrection, not just the resurrection. Uh, Word. Real quick, let's plug the Instagram. You mentioned that. So uh, we're getting that fired up. Sergi is the yeah. main one been really doing the instagram uh so we're having some fun with that i'm gonna work on yeah. that maybe some more tonight getting some posts and stuff Sick. for you that'd be dope i think uh if not i'll send you the login so be definitely sure. a good way to connect and continue having conversations um definitely. you know at, at some point as we continue releasing more episodes and talking about things i'd love to get more uh just followers involved so if you're following the account and I don't know, we have some ideas up our sleeve. Yeah. So because this is a conversation between two friends and we're going to make more friends. So we'd love to include that. Exactly. That's the plan. And so, yeah, check out that in the show notes, rate and review, please help us uh, get out there because this is, we're not just doing this for the two of us. We do want others to hear it. So, uh, do that, please. Rate, review. If it sucks, tell us it sucks. <laughs> so far, we're a five-star show. I think yeah, on we Apple, we are. have like three five-star reviews. Heck yeah. Heck yes. Yeah. It's everywhere. It should be everywhere at this point that you listen to podcasts. So uh, that's good. But but yeah, check out the Instagram and the show notes as well. We also put Mirror in there so you can go buy some of their coffee, buy some of those trucker hats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will... Uh, I will let you get to your lovely family now. And uh, I'm going to start getting some church work done because the church I work for and go to, we do have Easter and Good Friday coming up this week. So sick. And I'll be heading out to the roastery, roasting up some fresh coffee for all of y'all. How can you go to bed after doing that? Uh, I mean, it's also, I'm just operating a machine. And yeah, but you don't you you smell it. Yeah, of course you smell it. It yeah. smells beautiful, but I'm not this, like actually taking in caffeine through the aromas. This is I'm like, holding yeah, the kookaburra. I'm, I'm holding up kookaburra ice brew with a shot of espresso because I got a lot of work to do tonight. So That's wild. Yep. I dude. Right. Well, till Deja, I love her. Till Rain, I love her. That was awesome seeing her on there. Uh, and we will we will get back at each other soon. Sounds good. Thanks for, for, oh, wow. Thanks for facilitating the conversation. Yes, sir. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you with us as we navigate through faith, life, and our shared humanity.